0: Welcome back, listeners. Today, we are dropping another special episode of the Code Story podcast as part of our series entitled Beyond Bots, The Real Impact of AI on Financial Services, brought to you by our friends at Entropy. As a reminder, Entropy is the most accurate financial data standardization and enrichment API. They can take in any data source, any geography, and understand slash enrich a financial transaction in milliseconds. Made for developers for fast, easy implementation. Check out their product at entropy.com. Well, today I have another special guest on the Code Story podcast, Daniel Jordan, data science manager and also product manager at Wayflyer. Daniel, thank you for being on the show today. No, thanks man, for having me. Absolutely. I'm super stoked to jump into Wayflyer and how you and Entropy work together and talk about a lot of fintech and a lot of AI. But before we go too far, tell me and my audience a little bit about you. I'm from Dublin, Ireland, uh, by
1: the coast. So I love to swim and kayak. I'm a big rugby fan. I've got two dogs, so I spend a lot of time with them. And then, yeah, other than that, just hanging out with my friends and family, traveling, that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm a very normal guy. I joined Wayflyer two years ago as a data science manager. In the last two years, I've kind of worked between data science and product management in internal to Wayflyer. Before that, I worked for United Health Group in their uh, essentially health tech R and D department, where we focused on predictive analytics and uh, natural language processing for medical charts, doctors' notes, all that kind of stuff. And then, previous to that, I worked in consulting in banking.
0: Okay, well, let's dive into it a little bit. Tell me in the audience what Wayflyer is. Tell me about what the company is and the product does. Wayflyer is a fintech company where we
1: primarily fund e-commerce businesses. Within e-commerce and within retail uh, businesses in general, there's a real need for working capital. So if you can imagine you sell fitness clothes and you place an order uh, every month or two from your supplier, maybe it's in India, maybe it's from China. You have to pay for that inventory up front uh, and then you might not sell it through your store for another month or two after it gets shipped over and then you have to clear it, market it, etc. That working capital is really tough for growing e-commerce businesses and growing retail businesses in general. So what Wayflyer does is we fund that working capital, give customers what's called a merchant cash advance. So we advance money to them in return for future receivables. So future receivables means the money that they make from selling their inventory. And what's really interesting about Merchant Cash Advance, especially how Wayfly do it, is that we do it on a a proportion of your daily revenue, essentially. So if you were to sell $100 worth of goods today and we were doing a 10% remittance, we would take $10 uh, and you would keep 90 What's nice about that is that your remittance or your payments back to us is proportional to how much business you're doing. If your business slows down, we'll take less. If your business speeds up, we're only taking 10%. That's really good for, for businesses that are growing or have uncertain revenue streams. And it means that we are like a partner with you rather than we're not like a, a loan shark or we're not going to put pressure on you to make, us, make you pay us back if something's going wrong. We want you to succeed and like we want your business to grow. So it kind of changes the, the dynamic typically that you get when you've got a, a debt relationship with someone. One of the nice aspects of the, of, of the MCA is that it's a, a fee. So it's not an interest rate. Which means that you can bake that fee directly into your margin, so if you buy a certain amount of inventory for a hundred grand and you know we're going to put ten percent onto that, you know that that margin is just going to be you know ten percent taken your margin, which means that you can plan your inventory or plan your cash conversion cycle much easier uh, and a lot with a lot more in, with a lot more certainty
0: that's a really Really interesting platform and offering for e-commerce folks. How long have you been a customer of Entropy? Give me a little bit of the story there, and and where this comes to play into your platform. Yeah, so I met
1: Nari and Ilya nearly two years ago uh, when they were just starting out, and Wayflyer was about two years or about about eighteen months, two years into its you know life as a startup. So we actually share an investor, and that investor put the CEO of Wayflyer in touch with Nari, and then he put. Uh, Me in touch with Entropy, because I was the man who doing all the work around how we do uh, ingest and use banking data from our customers. So when we first met, uh, it was their product was very early on. It was just a demo. It was just a prototype. I think the API maybe hadn't even been released yet. And then when it was, there was only one endpoint that you could ping, which was the enrichment endpoint. I I don't think it was even, it was synchronous at that point. And we actually didn't start using them in production for another six to eight months, because at that point me and my team had been building the same technology internally, which was essentially transaction classification and the uh, named entity recognition or entity extraction from banking transactions. Now I thought I was good at my job. I'd done this very similar sort of tech, built very similar, similar technology in United health group for medical charts. And I thought I knew what I was doing when I met Ilya and he was kind of talking me through what what they were doing and how they were doing it. I realized that they were way ahead of us (laughs) and we had we had a lot of data, or at least we thought we had a lot of data. I think we had a few million transactions and maybe a few tens of thousands or a few hundred thousand transactions had been annotated by our team here. And they were blowing past us. And it, and even the quality of the data that they were getting, and uh, they were getting it from much more um, many more sources than us. And then the features that they were adding to their product. Eventually, I realized that uh, there was no point in us trying to do it ourselves anymore. And we, we migrated over to, to Entropy last year.
0: Okay. So, in in looking at Wayflyer and describing what you do, and, and it says on the website as well, you exist to provide funding and insights to e commerce companies, right? So they can grow faster and achieve their potential. Why focus on e commerce? Why why just niche to that specific customer?
1: The founders of Wayflyer are two guys called Jack and Sam um, Aiden. And essentially, what Wayflare was born out of was Aiden had a company that had developed a, an analytics platform for e commerce, essentially pulling multiple different sources from marketing, shopping into one place so that you could uh, analyze your e commerce business um, in a single place rather than across multiple fragmented platforms. Jack at the time had been working with uh, e commerce and DTC, DTC brands, and he could see that there was a real issue with. DTC brands accessing finance especially when they had they could have had a brilliant business loads of demand for their product but banks weren't interested so the two met and Jack pitched to Aiden stop doing pure insights and let's start doing fin- finance let's start doing funding Wayflyer was 6 months in and covid hit and covid was the biggest boost for e-commerce for the e-commerce industry ever um everybody was stuck at home and nobody was spending any money outside of, you know, leisure, uh, travel, anything like that. So they were spending a lot of money on on goods, especially from online, on on online luxury goods or, and clothes. So all of these businesses all of a sudden had huge demand, had no access to capital in order to grow and Wayflyer was there ready to go. And that's kind of how WayFlyer really started and how we grew so quickly early on. Now other competitors are starting to come in and try to work with financing e-commerce stores, but it's it's harder now because COVID is over. But this so it's still a growing like it's still a growing industry. About sixteen or seventeen percent of all retail in the US is e-commerce now. Whereas ten years ago it was only something like seven. And it's still growing by one and a half percent a year. And these businesses still have the same issue, which is access to capital, access to capital at a good rate, finance products that suit their needs, and these are all stuff that banks or traditional Uh, inventory finance or PO finances firms don't do.
0: I think that's fascinating. So there's a little bit of timing there with with COVID. There's a little bit of the market and the growth there in e-commerce. I think that's really, really interesting. Okay, let's switch over to some AI conversations, some machine learning conversations. Generative AI and LLMs are the talk of the town right now. They are the hype that's in the headlines, right? So... Are you using any of these approaches within Wayflyer? Or are you seeing any use for your offering? And if so, how?
1: Yes, in some ways, yes. Now, we're not trying to develop some sort of product similar to ChatGPT equivalent. Triple Whale released one recently. Shopify released one last week. We're not, we're not thinking about how we can use, uh, use LLMs as a product offering, but what we do use is LLMs internally as uh, you know we, we, we consume the output of them. So the big one, obviously, Entropy's model is an LLM, and we use that for every single customer, every single transaction that we consume. Uh, we put through Entropy, and that gives us this very rich structured data to build other processes on, particularly underwriting process. And uh, that's got the same use case uh, over and over again. So we've got the big benefit for llms within the finance industry in my opinion is turning unstructured data into structured data so you can put them into processes where you are either using them for risk assessment or using them for general application like processing transactions from entropy is is one example We're doing stuff with products, for example, uh, customer products. We we get access to all of the descriptions and titles and images from our customers' products. And we can use them to do stuff. We can use LLMs to do stuff like predict what industry this customer is in. And then we can use that industry to do something like customize how that customer engages with us, maybe through our outbound. Maybe we say we can specifically talk to them via, you know, if we were to pitch to them or say, oh, it's great to see you're in this industry selling this product. Well, we also funded these customers that also sell similar products to you and look how well they're doing based off of the funding that we're able to use them to grow, et cetera, et cetera. And I I think what we're going to start to see similar use cases within accounting data. When we get accounting data, a, a line item within an account is called a general ledger. We use that to predict what general ledger that account should go under or what kind of like headline that accounting line should go under so that we can use that within our analytics for analyzing the business performance of our customers. It, that's really, for us, that's the key. The thing here is it's all about efficiency. And when I mentioned unstructured data to structured data, the other, the alternative is people manually doing this work. And that is really what most big finance firms are going to start using this thing, these things for. They're going to start using them to try to automate l- large amounts of manual data processing or trying to essentially turn applications that couldn't talk to one another into applications that can't talk to one another so you know you, you can think of the apiification of a lot of a lot of um like software and and products and finance products as well but there's still all of these things that just don't work internally and that people plaster over especially spreadsheets <laughs> so somebody and maybe it's going to be entropy or somebody's going to come up with some amazing spreadsheets formatting slash structuring LLM that's probably going to dominate the uh, finance world for the next 10 or 20 years until, I don't know, we work out what the next thing is.
0: So I get what you're saying with, you know, it's all about automating some of these things that have manual steps, right? It's all about removing the human element. And and I think from that, I could extract maybe an answer from my next question, but I'm, I'm curious about what matters to your customers. E-commerce you know businesses are are people expecting this funding process to be like a giant easy button like to be super magic or or do they have you know lower expectations given what they've had in the past? Tell me a little bit about that. I think the standard for for finance applications is
1: especially from the business end is getting like much much better if you think about what it was like to apply for a personal loan in the past versus applying for a personal loan today maybe, or a credit card today, like a lot of that stuff is on demand. So you could apply for something and, you know, you click a button and all of a sudden you've got access to a new credit card or new credit limit or, or a loan or a home loan or whatever it is. Business lending and business finance solutions are have been very far away from that. Typically, you're dealing with like big, clunky institutions or small, scrappy businesses that are typically spreadsheet-run. You're talking to a lot of people. You're going through an application process that um, is probably via email or over the phone. But people expect you know, <laughs> personal finance. Once you have that experience, you think, why can't my business finance be like that? Wayflyer, I think, we are trying to get to this experience that is no-touch, low-touch, with the human elements still involved because finances are really, really personal, even if they're business business finances, especially for small businesses or or businesses that are still run like you know, the finances are still run by the founder or the co founder and so on. So what Waveflyer, what we're trying to do is we're trying to make it the technology allows us at the back end to do things super efficiently. We minimize the amount of back and forth we have in with you. We want to minimize the amount of questions you have to answer because we can talk directly to your source systems. You're giving us an unbelievable amount of data, more data than any bank could ever get from a typical business. And what we're still trying to do is have, have give you somebody that you can talk to on the phone, have a personal conversation about, understand your needs, make sure that the finance solution that we're offering you meets those needs or exceeds them while still making the experience, you know, quick and risk, uh, you know, make sure that we are managing the risk on our end. And ultimately, there's two purposes for for collecting data with an application process for financing. And it's trying to understand what the financial need is, and under, trying to then estimate the risk that giving somebody a, a loan or an MCA might expose Wayfair to.
0: Okay, so my, my next question is, you know, a little bit more around fintech, right? And, and fintech you know, from the normal I mean say the normal standpoint, but the, I guess maybe the most heard of standpoint is the software layer on top of finance. But what Wayflyer is is, or at least the from what you're describing, it's really the software layer in the back end of finance. What you're building is making that process lowered risk using data, uh, making it faster, removing the human human element. Is that software layer going to make this better for Wayflower and for, you know, other businesses that are utilizing this sort of back office processes? Tell me about that. So without a shadow of a doubt, I, I think this is essentially the competitive edge of
1: you know, the 2020s is going to be businesses that are able to leverage vast amounts of data effectively. And the only way you can do that is by using essentially a whole framework for data processing, which includes machine learning. And you know, talking about how we use entropy today, at some point entropy will be as good or better than any person could be, could do, could be any individual could be at that job. It'll do it across many languages. It'll across. It'll do it inc- near instantly. Uh, it'll know more than any per- one person could know about banking transactions and and merchants and how can any how can how can other businesses Compete? How can traditional businesses compete with businesses that can leverage that t- type of technology within their own processes? E- even if you think about from the risk management perspective, a lot of banks or a lot of lenders they don't they have no ability to use the information from their bank transactions. They might use basic statistics like how many credits and debits are there, what's their average bank balance through time, what is the lowest amount of cash that they've had in their account in the last six months. They're such rudimentary data points to use within your decision making process. That is a competitive edge in and of itself for us in Wayflyer. It means that we can have a much richer view of our customer, and use that within an, within the whole system, and use it across different parts of the system as well. Maybe it's not just underwriting. Maybe you can use it within finance. Maybe we can use it within our the the offering that we make to our customer. Uh, yeah, it's 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 all sorts. And then I mentioned APIification of software. Wayflyer is is essentially built on APIs. Lots and lots of jobs have been have been broken down by other people who are much smarter than us and they've worked out how to do something really, really well. And they've given us the means to hook into that. You know, we, we use Stripe a lot. We use GoCardless a lot. We use Entropy. We use integrations with Shopify, with Plaid, with Oculus. Because we can, build, we can buy into using those services as a pay-per-use, we don't have to have this massive upfront cost in order to develop some huge piece of technology that we probably wouldn't do very well and that's out of our core competency. We can leverage, you know, other people's technology and we can pay them per transaction or per gigabyte or, you know, per unit of whatever the thing is, which makes it cost effective for us. And they will do it better than we ever will do. Wi-Fi is four years old. There's other people are one or two years old. People are coming up with financial products and, 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 and financial service offerings that would blow a traditional um, business out of the water because they can leverage data and they can leverage services like that.
0: Super fascinating, and I love the term that you use. I use it often: the APIfication of things, and how that is enabling innovation. So, with Wayflyer and with your customers, how do you prioritize what is important? I think that's more of a, like a roadmap question. Through different things that you've said, I could pluck out maybe where you're going to go. But I want to, I want to hear what you have to say there. How do you prioritize what is important for e-commerce business customers? Look, I'm coming from the from kind of like the back end of Wayflyer
1: and mostly around our technology for underwriting, for risk management and risk modeling. When we think about our customers and then like uh, and what we prioritize for our customers and then what we prioritize internally. our big focus if we can do things really efficiently, we can serve more small customers if wayflyer has a certain amount of you know deals we can do in a month because of the capacity that we have we then have to decide okay let's focus on this section of of of, you know e-commerce let's section on these types of customers these size of customers the way we prioritize internally is the way i think about it now other people have different roadmaps they might prioritize for making the customer experience super smooth making sure that the you know the sign up the contract signing the, the disbursements and everything are really good but what i think about is how do we make the process as efficient as possible from the back end how do we make make sure that we fall within any of our risk thresholds so that we can fund as many e-commerce stores as possible? there's over four hundred thousand Amazon sellers in the US there's over a million or two million shopify stores in the US there's many many more in the world and we still only fund a very very small percentage of them. So what I'm mainly focusing on for our roadmap is um, things like data integrations, integrations with things like entropy. Our internal process for turning all of that data into analytics and dashboards, monitoring of customers, any of the technologies that we need so that we can scale WayFlyer to the point that we'd fund a million customers. Or we could fund 10 million customers if there was ever 10 million e-commerce stores to fund in the world. And 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 the big thing is, is you know, a finance product is a commodity product. It is just money. Our customers come for us because they need funding to grow their business. We don't want to get in the way of that by trying to make, make anything Complicated or making them jump jump through hoops. We want to make sure that we give them the funding that they need to solve their problem at a at a good price. And then the way Wi-Fi will succeed is by doing that for as many customers as possible.
0: Okay, Daniel. Last question, and and this one, I'm really interested. What your perspective is here? What is the real impact of AI going to be on finance? in in your In your eyes, you're you're in this world. You're in this industry. You're providing an amazing service and amazing capital for e-commerce businesses. Where is AI really going to impact this industry? It's
1: going to turn the thing upside down, I think. One is finance is typically dominated by the big players. You know, the big banks across all of the countries that, you know, they've been around for a very long time. They've been around through all the tough times where all the competitors have died. Think about, I don't know, the Great Recession, or even this year in, in the U.S., SVB went down. In Switzerland, Credit Suisse went down. They're gigantic businesses, but they don't innovate. They're massively robust, but they stall in terms of innovation and offerings. The way I see it is AI and software in in general is going to enable people to start targeting specific products, specific niches, and take on the incumbents in a way that that will probably be fairly radical, I think. Like before, people had to go to their bank in their town to get a loan. Now, some internet bank <laughs> could give you a loan near instantly, and they could probably do it at a better rate quicker than, than you having to go down and fill out a bunch of forms in your bank and maybe hope somebody gives you a buzz back afterwards. So I think mostly it's about competition. It's about customers being, people being able to come up with new services and offerings that they can turn into businesses quickly. Like the competitive edge that we can gain by using a provider like Entropy is huge, and it'd take a very long time for for banks, if ever, they'd be able to graduate their processes internally to use something like, um, you know, a, an LLM to to enrich their transactions or to do even more.
0: That's fantastic. Great answer. Well, Daniel, I really appreciate you being on the show today. I've learned a lot about Wayflyer, about how you're using Entropy, about a different area of you know fintech that I don't normally get exposed to with the, the funding side, how you're fueling the growth and the success of e-commerce businesses. Really appreciate you being on the show today. No, thanks so much for having me. What a cool conversation with Daniel at WaveFlyer. It's interesting to see how the company is changing the game with the funding experience for e-commerce businesses. It was also solidifying to hear another perspective from the back office and how AI is going to continue turning finance on its head. As a reminder, you can learn more about Entropy and get started enriching your FinTech transactions today by visiting Entropy.com and clicking Start Building.